This is On and Off Your Mat Podcast, episode 37, Hatha Yoga, Balancing the Masculine and Feminine Energies. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. For this episode, I sat down with Brenna Guillen. Brenna is the co-director of Sri Yoga Teacher Trainings and Retreats, and she is a para-yoga certified instructor who has been teaching for 17 years. Brenna believes that we are not only here to go through life, but also to find how to thrive. She teaches yoga as an energy management system in every class, workshop, training, and retreat. Students walk away with tools to help themselves experience more joy and spaciousness, less fear and tension, and get intimate with their life purpose. Currently, Brenna teaches weekly and monthly yoga, meditation, and yoga nidra classes, as well as Sri Yoga retreats and trainings. You can practice with her in person at Yoga Tree in San Francisco or online at Yoga Vibes. As always, I really appreciate your support and love to read your comments. So if you take a minute and leave a review on iTunes or on your iPhone podcast app, you automatically enter a giveaway. Athleta is continuing to support this podcast in their effort to create a community of strong women who lift each other up and is giving out a $75 shop card. So if you want to know more about this giveaway, stay tuned. I'll give a bit more details at the end of the show and I'll announce the winner of our last one. So if you did leave a review in the last couple of weeks, make sure to stick around until the end. On and Off Your Map is also now part of Patreon. Patreon is a web platform where you can donate to financially support this podcast or you can become a monthly member. Donators will get shout out on the episodes and as monthly member, you will receive VIP exclusive content, mini shows, guided meditation, guided flows, and so much more. You can visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash on and off your mat to become a member and get access to the August and September exclusive content that's already out. You can make a one-time donation if that's more your style or become a member at the $5 tier to listen to what you've missed so far. And then on October 1st, you will get your next exclusive episode, a tutorial on Udiana Banda or abdominal lock in English. Before we get to our episode with Brenna, I want to welcome our newest Patreon members this week, Alison Winder, Lori Grady, Sohel Javanshir Majd, and Stan Clares. Thank you so much for your support. It will help me continue to offer this podcast, help me cover production costs, and potentially allow me to create even more episodes. Okay, you ready? Let's get to it. Hi, Brenna. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. Although Brenna is a San Francisco-based teacher, I've actually never had the chance to practice with her, but I've heard amazing things about her in her classes. And one of the things I've heard is how her classes are perfectly energetically balanced. So I thought she'd be the perfect guest to talk about Hatha Yoga and the masculine and feminine energy. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds great. I love talking about this. Awesome. So, Brenna, for listeners that don't know you, can you tell us about yourself, your background, and your yoga journey before we get into today's subject? Sure. Uh, So I've lived in San Francisco for about 10 years, um, teaching here and also teaching uh, teacher trainings. So I've um, taught uh, teacher training for about 10 years now, 200 hour and 500 hour programs. Mm -hmm. And my program is called Shri Yoga, S-R-I, and Shri means resplendence. Mm -hmm. And so our intention is um, um, to to do what what we were taught. Um, So I I work with my teaching partner, Jean Mazet, 
And um, we both come from similar backgrounds. We have one uh, similar teacher and then um, a few different teachers of our own. Um, And the way that we were raised in the yoga tradition was very much um, using yoga as an energy management system. Mm And, and so that's what we've been attempting to bring forth, um, through our programs. And, um, so my teacher is Rod Stryker, who has a style of yoga called para yoga. Mm -hmm. And then, um, through him, I work with his teacher, which is my grand teacher. And that's Pandit Rajmani Tuganaya, who's the spiritual head of the Himalayan Institute, which comes out of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And they have a few locations around the world. Um, and then, um, my teaching partner, Jean, she works also with an, another gentleman named Dennis Adams, who's more, uh, metaphysical type teacher. And she works with the great Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen, who's one of our leading, um, anatomy teachers kind of across the board that has touched um, from her, from her beginning, which would be with dancers, um, into the realm of, um, medical anatomy and into the realm of psychosomatic work. And she's one of sort of our, I don't know if she would call herself this, but I, we call her sort of a godmother of, Mm -hmm. um, somatic therapy. Um, and so we, we just have this nice balance of, um, uh, of different types of teachers in our lives that really fleshed out more of a, we find a, a fuller uh, understanding of the yoga practice considering one of our main, and one of my main things that I'm interested in is the fact that, you know, we've been living in a dominator system for the past 5,000 years and what ultimately that has done to everything that we know. And if yoga really is this ancient, you know, art, um, I'm sure it was around before 5,000 years ago, but all the texts that we're using, you know, are, have only been written maybe in the past three to 4,000 years. And so all of them are skewed a bit. Mm-hmm. by, um, you know, living in dominator systems. And so ultimately what, what has that done? Um, so that's, so that's where, that's where I'm at, uh, where I've come from and where I'm at now. <laughs> awesome. For today's episode, just so we're all on the same page, can you define like Hatha yoga, what it means to you as we'll talk about this today? Yeah. So Hatha yoga is, um, what it means to me is, um, in essence, trying to balance out the ha and the ta. So for layman's terms, we kind of consider the ha, the solar, and ta, the lunar. And so we're, we're ultimately discussing balancing uh, these two forces within ourselves. And, and through the balance of the ha and the ta, a third force arises. And this is the force of fire or the force of spirit and, um, and so, uh, our Sanskrit terms would be, um, working with the Ida and the Pingala Nadi and the forces. Another way of looking at them is working with the yin and the yang forces within ourselves in order to bring about 
the sushumna or um, in the Tao would be the Shen. Mm-hmm. So then when we talk about sun, moon, yin, yang, feminine, masculine, it's kind of all the same thing? Um, it, it, it is. We're, we're, let's say, yes, it absolutely is. And, um, you know, just because of how our brains work and how they were raised, I'd say it's best if we just drop the words masculine and feminine altogether Mm. so that we really do have an understanding that these are forces within every being and everything, uh, every particle within this space has to deal with these two forces and so, you know, we're just, just as humans, we just generally, I feel like we just don't have a really great understanding mm-hmm. of even what it means anymore to be masculine or feminine. And so when we're talking about energy, probably it would be best if we just didn't even use those words so that we just knew we were talking about energy and qualities and we didn't have some, you know, constructed idea about what it is to be masculine or what it is to be feminine. Because that's confusing. Is that what you mean? It's conf- yeah, it's confusing. Um, Just so we're clear, everybody possesses both energy no matter how they identify. Exactly. Right? So it has nothing to do with gender, mm-hmm, right? It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with what sexual sexual organs you have. It just literally is these are the two forces. These uh, they are not even necessarily, I mean, they're opposite, but it's really more like they're complementary, mm-hmm. and they, they have to, one has to exist, um, in order for the other one to exist. So there is no existence without these two forces. So in the context of yoga, can we define the two different forces here? Whether we call them we masculine can. and feminine or could you? Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I mean, we, we'd like to, again, just sort of be uh, general and vague. So we just sort of think of this as like, uh, we're being a general practitioners here using words like this rather than like, uh, surgeons or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yang is, uh, the yang or the solar is considered the active, uh, the creative, the uh, solar, already said that, uh, warmth, uh, uh, expansive, bigger movements. It's more external. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I talk about the creative aspect, it's really, that's where a lot of us get confused. Um, but it's, it's like the, the activity that has to occur in order for anything to be what it is. And so it's the active force behind the creativity. Mm. Um, you know, and then we use other words like, uh, for, 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 um, uh, so that's for the, for the young, I should say, or the masculine or the solar, and then to go into the feminine or the yin or the, Lunar, these are more passive and more receptive. Um, and uh, more internal. So it's like the solar force is sort of how we get out there into the external world, and the lunar forces are more of our internal world. So, how does it look if we have too much of one in our life? 
Like, does that create a problem? It does. So it's, um, it creates a problem. Um, we could, we could talk about it in a few different ways, but just in the sense of we're forgetting half of ourselves when, when we're only relying on one and, um, we forget that we, you know, it's basically the lunar force and the solar forces, these, these, you know, uh, some of them will, some people will say, uh, the lunar is the the negative charge and the solar is the positive charge, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to use both of these charges in order to really get anything done in, in a full way. And yet, because we're very uh, young in the world now, we're much more of a, of a solar active externalizing uh, a p- pattern um, we, the, the, the way that I see it as being the biggest downfall is that we seek joy, happiness, peace, anything in our external world. And yet that's only going to come from within. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we're just Everything is for the external. Everything is to to prove ourselves to the external world, to prove ourselves to others, uh, to 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 have the external world see us. We're just in that sort of external: go out, go out, go do, go do. And there's no time to retract and and come in and um and and then ultimately, what does that do? It then again, we're going outside to replenish when really it's, we have to go inside to replenish. Mm. Um, and so how do we replenish with the external? Well, you know, it looks like um, food, entertainment, external entertainment, mm-hmm. um, um, sex that that is more about getting something from somebody else, right? Uh, uh, replenishment from somebody else rather than from yourself. Um, uh, looking, you know, just, uh, you know, whether you could be using nat- the, your natural environment even, you know, going out into nature is, is still just like going outside is seeking joy outside of ourselves. Now it's a, it's a better one, you know, mm-hmm. to go outside into nature. Um, but it's, it's not, it's still not going to be, uh, the, the full picture. It, we're still missing out on, on half of, of what that is. And for example, if we go outside to replenish ourselves and yet we haven't done the internal work, we haven't gotten comfortable with ourselves, we haven't figured out how to just be inwards with ourselves and be quiet and be still, um, then those those moments of being outside and getting some rejuvenation, right? Like maybe from climbing a mountain or going to the ocean or something like that, because our inner container has not been nourished. Then that that energized uh, feeling that we get from being outside will only last so long. Mm. And so then we just have to keep going out again and again and again and again. And we wonder why, you know, we can't hold on to that energy. And it's simply because we haven't created the right, uh, we haven't, we haven't nourished both aspects of ourselves. And so our containers are sort of, 
they leak a lot. They got a lot of holes in them, in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And since society encourages the development of the masculine or the young energy more, do you consider that it's really rare to find people that their yin is over, over like yeah. they are imbalanced in the yin side or in the feminine side? Definitely. Mm. I, I, you know, I think it's, um, uh, you know, from where I'm sitting, I would say for the most part, nobody knows what it's like to, to experience, ha have an experience of an, uh, over, overly yin anything. Mm. Really? Be because none of us have, were raised in a society that didn't, uh, only, you know, didn't boost up the young, the masculine, the active, the solar. Nobody knows what that looks like, mm. you know, to, 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 ha to have the opposite because it's, n it's never been, you know, within our lifetimes or within the last 5,000 years since the dominator systems have been in charge, there's just, there's just no example of it. And so uh, uh, my, my hope is, is that now as things start to you know, people, everything is sort of waking up and it's because we're in this great, great acceleration, this great urgency towards the possible demise of the human race due to climate change. Uh, it's really making us question a lot of what we've been doing mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, we, we have an opportunity to sort of, you know, ask ourselves, well, what does it really mean for, for, someone in a male body and someone in a female body to truly have uh, a balanced yin and yang, mm -hmm. a balanced solar and lunar. What does that really look like? How does that reflect uh, in our internal worlds and in our external worlds? So since that is not even clear, is an easy way for people to look for balance is just to bring more feminine, more yin more lunar energy in their practice on and in their life off the mat. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's like just acknowledging that a lot of us do it already. Mm -hmm. We just have to acknowledge that that's what it is. You know, it's like, you know, so much let's, for example, in this country, yoga became this very popular thing. Yay. You know, mm -hmm. however many years ago, you know, 20, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. some yogis were sitting in a room and they were like, how do we get everybody to do yoga? <laughs> oh, I know. Let's put yoga on every street corner and, um, and let's, let's sell it the way that we know how to sell things the best. And it's about making You, you yourself uh, so strong and powerful um, and, and, you know, looking good and feeling good so that you can accomplish more mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. external world. Right. And so, and that's like, cool. Okay, great. <laughs> like, yeah, let's do that. But then what, what got lost mm -hmm. in our country at least is, you know, how many, how many yoga teachers out there teach, you know, they might even teach a quote unquote, well-balanced yin and yang 
class, and yet they're still only having their students rest in Shavasana for about two minutes. And then there is no mention of pranayama or meditation, which are the more internal practices. Mm. So do you think a complete practice needs pranayama and meditation? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's because how are you changing? There has to be time where you're actually go, you're you're in the yoga practice. There has to be the inward moving uh, techniques. And for the most part, asana, like as much as we'd like it to, you know, we'd love to say that it's mm-hmm. like helping you, um, you know, become a more well-rounded, loving, kind human being. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not, you know, Mm. that work for the most part is, is done when you, when you, when you rest and when you really look at yourself and when you, when you, when you question who you are and where you've come from and, and how to, how to be more at peace with yourself, which means how to be more at peace with your past so that you can be present and in that presence actually, you know, call forth the future in a way that is uh, loving and in a way that we are attempting to not cause harm, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They say that asana is is ultimately helping you um, deal with your past, right? It's a somatic practice that helps you deal with your past. Pranayama is how you deal with your present. Mm. And meditation is how you deal with your future. Oh, that's and awesome. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Like right? it. Isn't it great? It's so simple. But you're, And then you think about it and you're like, yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, uh-huh, <laughs> I can get behind that. Yeah. You know, and so, so, so many of our, you know, and as I'm sure you know, but like, you know, hot, hot yoga, you open up the hot yoga pratapika. And which is light on Hatha yoga, which was written, you know, somewhere between seventh century and 12th century. Mm. It's like, you know, it's asana, pranayama, meditation, how to eat, when to sleep. I mean, this is a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and because, you know, I mean, yay, I, I, I want people to do asana. I, you know, if they could care less about reaching the state of yoga, I just want them to move, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, first and foremost, I literally want them to get to 80, 90 years old and still be able to be strong and balanced in their body. And, and because we know that like the less fit you are, the more fearful you get Mm -hmm. as you age, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And so yay to movement, you know, but when we're really looking at how are we going to change the future? How are we going to really come uh, together? How, how is this war uh, of male gender against female gender going to stop? We'll get back to the episode after this short break. Support for this podcast comes from Juice Beauty, whose founder, Karen Benke, believes that women shouldn't have to choose between their beauty and their health. 
Juice Beauty is radically transforming the chemistry of beauty with luxurious, high-performance skincare and vibrant plant pigment makeup formulated with antioxidant-rich certified organic ingredients. Every organic drop feeds your skin. Find your clean skincare or makeup solution at juicebeauty.com slash Erica, and Erica with a K, and use the coupon code YOURMAT to receive 20% off your order. I love their products and I went to visit their farm here in California where they grow some of the ingredients they put in their products and it was truly amazing. I'm sure you'll enjoy their products as well. Okay, back to the episode. So then can you give examples of practices that can help us bring more respect to that lunar energy or find a better balance for ourselves? Um, yeah, so you know, when it comes to anything in the yoga practice, it's going to be... Um, The practices that really, you know, they're all geared towards help. They're meant to be geared towards helping you go in mm -hmm. uh, and, and look at your internal world and, and really be able to witness it and to feel it and, and therefore understand and be able to use it and to Uh, move energy however you want to move energy, meaning that all of your channels are free of obstruction and you can move the energy through. And we're talking about both the solar and the lunar forces in mm -hmm. this at this point. And um, Because we probably want to release the solar so it's not only welcoming more lunar, right? That's why we're moving that solar energy as well. Like moving it out? Is that what you mean? Um, no. Okay. I do not mean moving it out. I just mean moving it around. Okay. So, um, you know, en ener energy is going to move in and out. You know, we spend energy. That's how energy moves out of us is mm -hmm. because we spend it, right? And we have to spend energy. So that's not... So that's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about just like, oh, do I have enough energy to go do things that I want to do? Um, you know, I, we're talking about polar forces that are, that, that must exist within the body in order to create, uh, coherence and in order to, um, constantly be moving back into balance. And when they're imbalanced, you're, you'll either see it present itself as, uh, an actual dis-ease in the physical body, or it will present itself as a dis-ease in the mental body, let's say, in the mind. Mm -hmm. And because we have been, you know, my, my, my experience with this in, in the, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're look, we look at the yoga world uh, often, you know, in this country, and we've been talking about this for a very long time now, mm -hmm. you know, at least a good 10 years where we're like, oh no, the state of yoga, <laughs> uh, You know, it's been taken over by the capitalists and it's become this consumerist thing, you know, and then we, 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 you know, we present it in this way of do these practices and you will ultimately be able to succeed better, achieve mm -hmm. more, right? And this is all about like, and, and it's still that whole external um, external mm -hmm. achievement, you know, I mean, that's the way they're marketing it, you know, and then, and then if you do spend all of your time, um, let's say doing a very particular kind of, 
uh, solar um, uh, um, increasing practice. A solar increasing practice would be bigger movements, faster movements, lots of movement. You'd be uh, holding after inhalation. Uh, you'd be increasing inhalation, anything that's going to energize you, right? Mm -hmm. And those are great, except if that's the only thing that you're doing, mm -hmm. well, then you're, you're, you're really hook, line, and sinker buying into, continuing to buy into, I'm doing this so that I have more energy and, and because I'm only working with my, you know, I'm do, so that I can do more. And I, and I also just so happen to be only focusing on the solar energy, which then if I even wanted to meditate, <laughs> it would be a challenge mm -hmm. because I don't, I, I'm not working in a way that actually helps, uh, that actually helps to keep the solar and the lunar in the balance. So it's like, I have enough energy to meditate, but I don't have so much energy that I can't meditate, that I can't go inside, that I can't look at myself, that I can't, I can't work on my inner world. I find, you know, I mean, you know, the true source of love and joy and happiness truly is inside of you. We have a heart that is this electromagnetic thing. It is like this amazing source of mm. life force and energy. And we can go inside of it and we can receive everything that we possibly mean, i.e. the state of bliss, which means you literally need nothing else in this moment than what you have going on inside of you. And that if we don't do lunar type practices, if we don't um, honor those practices, which is helping you be re more receptive, helping you be a little more slower, helping you be a little more introspective, you know, if you don't do that stuff, uh, you don't put any practice to it, then you're just, we're just perpetuating that which has already been governing us you know, for the past 5,000 years. Mm -hmm. You talked a little bit about the opposite, like uh, lengthening the inhalation, holding the inhalation, having bigger movement. So the opposite of that would be bringing more lunar, right? So longer exhalation, holding after the exhalation. What else can people do? Yeah, and um, it's slowing everything down, slowing your movements down. And it can be still. So, uh, for example, the, the yin... Um, the yin brand of yoga, mm -hmm. you know, yin yoga trademark, mm -hmm. um, which is great, but there, you know, it's very much, um, you get into a pose and you hang out in a pose and you just stay there in the pose and that's beautiful. And that's inviting a lot of stillness and it's release, 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 let go, let go, let go, which we need. Um, but that's not the only thing that yin is. Yin can be more subtle movements. It can still be movements, but they're typically slower. They're smaller. You know, mm -hmm. when you look at like, I mean, if we like branch out of yoga for a moment and we move into like somatic experiencing and things like that, um, which is you're really, I mean, the movements are just so slow, but it's still, you're moving and there's smaller movements. And it's, it's saying you don't need a lot. You need nothing big. You need nothing loud. You need nothing bright mm. in order to get you there. It could be soft, slow, dark, barely anything at all. It's still there, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like a slow movement of water rather than, you know, tidal wave sort of thing. Yeah. And is meditation for you fully lunar? Like anytime you would sit in meditation, you're bringing that in? Mm. 
No, I, I do. I do it all. So you can. So we we want to be. We want to stay away from just saying that meditation is just lunar. It's going to be lunar and solar. It's both. Mm. But what I'm saying is, if you don't have lunar in your life, you sit down to meditate. You're not going to be able to. You're do You're going to be it. agitated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you know, it's sort of like. You know, the, the running joke is always so it's like so the lunar practices are that the, the the lunar energy, you have it both, right? But the lunar energy is that which helps you go in mm-hmm. and actually look at yourself, right? And therefore actually uh you know, if you if there if you need to digest, you know, anything, then then it's the lunar practices that can really help you do that. It's mm-hmm. the lunar energy that's helping you the, do the rest and the digest, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the solar energy that help that's helping you, like, get energy to the extremities and, like, move out into the world and deal with your external world. You have both. You have lunar and solar. But the lunar is that which helps you go in, and the solar is that which helps you go out. Mm. And so somebody that's like practiced, uh, you know, you're working with both all the time because then we have, we're just looking at, you, you could make very generalized statements and say, um, yin is, um, yin is the energy that's going to help you hold, hold on to energy longer. Yin is the thing that, that creates this very strong, steady vessel that can hold on to energy. So it's so you can increase yin, you can increase lunar, you can increase these the the you know this 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 life force inside of you that ultimately helps you get steady. Mm-hmm. Just really really steady. And then once you're steady, once you've got that down, like okay, basically no matter how turbulent life gets, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you can now pump me full of energy. You could pump me full of solar active. You You're know, ready to receive. I am ready to receive it, and now I can use it, mm-hmm. right? And 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 so if I hadn't done the steady part, become a stronger vessel to hold on to this stuff for longer. You know, a good like English term would be sort of like you, you've got you've got stamina. You know, mm-hmm. you, um, and it just, it doesn't go away. And so now it's like, okay, I am doing these practices that helps me stay steady and helps me stay, um, energized to do the stuff that I really need to do, you know? And it's like, you're constantly setting up those right conditions. I'm steady and I have the energy. I'm steady. I have replenishment. I've got the stamina and I've got the energy to do it, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's essentially this great balance between the yin and the yang. And, and I would say the reason why I said in the earlier in the interview, which is, I don't, you know, you're like, well, what example do we have out there? Or or do, are we seeing a lot of examples of this, um, you know, of this, either this great balance or people really Mm -hmm. using the, the yin energy. And I, and I said, and I said, I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've totally witnessed it a hundred percent yet. And the reason why is because we've been raised in this society, which is all about 
go out and achieve and get more. Mm -hmm. And, and no matter how much work you have done on yourself to break your seat for self free from those chains of dominator society, I, I think we still have a long ways to go. And I think we have a lot of checking in with ourselves to do, you know, even just like, say you're pretty good at like being pretty balanced out in the world, but like how, you know, I mean, the reason why self-love is such a huge topic right now is because if you do not love yourself, you know, uh, you're just dominating yourself every day. You are a dominator system within yourself telling yourself that you are less than. And that's implying that something is greater and something is less. And when you get into the yin and the yang and actually balance those out, there is no greater than or less than. Mm-hmm. It's funny they work that- together. This is a partnership, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's funny you were mentioning steadiness it kind of makes me think of Shchira Sukham Asanam. Do you think there's like a relation there or a link or those concepts are totally different for you? Um, I totally see a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 my academics and my scholars, you know, out there, they may say, no, we're talking about something different. But I would say that, that really what it is is that the yin and the yang both have, you know, the yin has stira and sukha and the yang has stira and sukha. And, um, you know, ultimately it's, it's what gives you an experience of steadiness and what gives you an experience of space. And, uh, you know, when you really get in there, um, I think you could be, you know, ultimately it's, it's like, can I have an experience of just yin? Can I have an experience of just yang? And the answer is no, mm. but you know, what are we, what are we placing value upon? Right. And, and so, you know, yes, to answer your question, I think student Suka, I mean, the, the answer to the question is it has to do with both. It has to do with mm-hmm. both yin and both yang, you know? Do you think it's important to know where those energy live in our body? Like is, does that matter in the way we'll, move or in the way we'll make choices to bring that energy more in well it lives everywhere so you know if if we truly are the microcosm of the macrocosm Mm -hmm. (laughs) then every particle in our body is also that and therefore everything has the yin and the yang Mm -hmm. to the smallest piece of ourselves right and so to say that something lives in the body, yang is over here and yin is over here. I feel sometimes uh, we hear people talk about like the right, the left, you know, in that kind of we sense. We do, we mm-hmm. do. And, um, you know, it, uh, I, I, it's, it's, we love to compartmentalize like mm-hmm. that. We like to say this is this and this is that. It's but easier ultimately, you know, these are just pictures that we can place upon ourselves so that maybe we can have a firmer grasp of what's really going on here. But it's like the, when we're talking about the lunar and the solar channels, well, there are 72,000 channels in the body. Yeah. You know, we're not just talking about the the Edenati and the Pingalanati, you know, as yogis, we are super into those, you know, but they are not the only ones. Um, and, um, 
but even still saying that, you know, it's, uh, you know, again, we're just placing pictures upon things and like, yeah. you know, yes, you can control your right brain hemisphere with your left nostril better. You can control your left brain hemisphere with your right nostril better. Right nostril, pingalanati. Left nostril, edenati. Like, and it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. But in the end, it's, it's still, we're, no matter what, in the end, we're still trying to bring them into balance. Mm-hmm. And so then at that point, as soon as something's in balance, it's like, you know, again, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, bigger, just like, you know, we need to make our pictures bigger. I understand why we systematize things in order for people to really get them. We're truly really trying to get this technology, you know, and yes, if I breathe through just my right nostril for a long period of time, certain systems in my body are going to be working bigger, harder, faster than if I were to be breathing through my left nostril for a while. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So for newer teachers or for students that practice at home, is there something more or something else we haven't talked about that they need to understand to make sure that the energetic effect of their practice on the mat is balanced, but also keeping that polarity you just mentioned before? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, you, you look, what, what is your practice doing for you? You know, we're always looking at in a sense, you know, we are result oriented, right? That's how we roll. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's, and then you're just looking for, for particular results in your, in your yoga practice. Now it depends, you know, like some people, again, if they're, if they're, some of people are just doing yoga to keep their body in shape, i.e., keep maneuverability in their body, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tr- try to stay strong and limber so that they're, it's less likely that you're, uh, injuring your body. You, you are, you know, no matter what you're moving energy through your body as you breathe and as you move, and that's never a bad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then it's like, for me, my goal is like, yeah, that of course, course. I want to, you know, stay in this vessel for as long as I can, you know? And so I'm going to probably do what it takes, uh, in order to keep it healthy and thriving, you know? Mm -hmm. But I also want to gaze out through my eyes upon the world and I want to lead with my heart and I want to be empathetic and I want to be compassionate and I want to, as often as I can be gaze upon myself and as another being as divine. And if I am, if I am externally oriented, then if I, if I don't have the ability to go in, which is where those things come from, compassion comes from within, empathy comes from within, this is inward stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. if you don't go in, then you don't have a lot of it. You don't, I mean, this world is, it's pretty hard being human. It's pretty, pretty dang hard, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so working in a way in your life that you, you know, having that goal of being more compassionate, more uh, empathetic, and then is your practice making you more joyful? Mm -hmm. And are you more fearless, you know? And if you're still stuck in determining 
whether everything is good or bad or right or wrong or greater than or less than or superior or inferior, you are keeping fear in the picture. Mm -hmm. So can we be more joyful? Can we be more fearless? Can we be more compassionate and empathetic and actually get a grasp on what unconditional love is? Love without conditions, like Mm -hmm. the biggest possible thing for us to possibly understand. And it's really not something that you can understand on an intellectual level. You have to drop into it, feel it, experience it. And if you can't drop in, then you are probably not going to experience it. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are great ideas to be off the mat with these two energies and explore how that feels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? If there's like one takeaway you'd like listeners to leave with? Is there anything? Mm, um, well, I would say this. So if, if listeners are not, if they haven't embarked on the meditative practices yet, please do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, be willing to, to stop. Be mm-hmm. willing to tell your body, hey, body, you're going to sit still for the next 20 minutes or 45 minutes. I'll come back to you. But for right now, you're going to stop doing what you do, you know? And so that everything can get quiet enough that I, I, a whole new world starts to open up. There's so much more information to, to see and experience when the body is not like, Hey, I'm hungry. Hey, can you look at your phone again? Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I mean, it's just like, you got to tell your body like, Hey, you got chill the fuck out. (laughs) Um, and then also uh, yoga nidra, yogic sleeping. It's such a divine practice, and you're you're really learning how how um, first of all significant deep rest is, and how healing it is. And I, I think that practice in particular can be very inspiring for a lot of people because they it's sort of like sometimes meditation can be really challenging, and on the other hand, yoga nidra for a lot of beings can be, um, much simpler. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it can really help you dive into, um, again, a, a stillness kind of practice so that you can start exploring these, you know, different states of consciousness, i.e. different brain waves again. And you, and you have to do that. This is the, these are the yin types of practices in the sense that you're taking the time to go inwards. Mm-hmm. Great tips. I'll put your info in the show notes, but in the meantime, what's the best place for people to find you if they want to say hello or they'd like to study with you? Uh, Yeah, you can find me at my website, uh, brennaguian.com. And um, you can contact me there. And I also teach at Yoga Tree in San Francisco, California. And I offer uh, my own trainings and retreats. Um, Anything fun coming up soon? Yeah, we have, um, we are going to Bali, me and my teaching partner, Jean, Mm. we run Shree. Yeah, we're going to be going there October 13th through 20th. And again, you can find information on my website about Bali. And we're going to be actually uh, diving into this exact subject. We are exploring... It's called Yoga for the Heart, and we are going to be exploring these seven days. What does it really mean to to be feminine in a male or female body? And what does it really mean to be masculine in a male or female body through the lens of yoga, uh, pranavayus, through the chakras, that kind of stuff? Awesome. That sounds so good. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for your time joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Erica. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We have other great guests coming up, so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Now, if you want to make my day, help other people find this podcast, and or get your chance to win a $75 shop card from Athleta, all you have to do is head on to iTunes or on the podcast app of your iPhone, scroll down on the show's page, and click the link, write a review. As you leave your review, you automatically enter our giveaway. You don't need to do anything else, and I announce the winner on the next episode after a random draw. If you're newer to reviews and you need even more detailed instruction, check out the show notes. You'll also find there more info about our guest of today, Brenna Guillen. And you can also visit my website for those two things at ericabelanger.com slash blog dash podcast. Our last episode was also supported by Athleta. Thank you so much if you left a review. The winner of that giveaway is iTunes user Kirby S-J-D-B-R-J-S-K-D-B-H-D. <laughs> Here's the review. I thoroughly enjoyed your interview with Sharon Salzberg. Although she is a renowned meditation teacher and author, and you might say a celebrity, she is so down to earth and accessible. I loved hearing her answers to your insightful questions and enjoyed the comfortable connection you had with her. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for your review. See guys, it's really that simple. Email me at erica.belanger at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram and I'll send you your shop cards. Also guys, don't forget to visit patreon.com slash on and off your mat to donate and become a monthly member so you can get your hands on the August and September exclusive content. Patreon, by the way, is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash on and off your mat. Now, before we go, I just want to say a last thank you to Alexander Saba working in the background, creating the music, editing, and mastering this podcast. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. <laughs>